Aaron, congratulations. A shutout for uh, Matt Greenfield and a, and a super performance. Yeah, we were um, really, really good tonight. Complete 60 minutes. I thought our first five was our worst five. We settled into the game after that. Um, I thought that Tansy goal in the last minute of the, the first period gave us some life into into the second. Our, our second, I thought we were dominant. We only won that period one nothing, but we probably could have had six or seven there. Goalie made some huge saves, no puck luck. Um, and then we shut them down in the third. I think we gave up three shots in the third. Just very businesslike, complete 60 minutes. Team first effort. You know, we were thin with bodies tonight, so, you know, we asked the guys to, you know, a little bit extra in certain situations, and we got that tonight, and credit to them, uh, outstanding 60. You mentioned Kevin Tanzi, captain's performance. He was the obvious choice, was he? Yeah, you know what? Like, he's a guy that just oozes character. Um, you know, I... I just told Pete Russ, Peter uh, Spencer in there that if if Tans was a second-year player, he's wearing a letter this year for sure, you know, but we only have a week or 10 days of training camp to make those types of decisions. And, um, you know, he's just character guy, um, compete level through the roof every single shift, every single practice, um, just outstanding. And he deserved the seat tonight with Dowdy away and uh, played well. Talk us through it from your point of view when you lose a line, a line of players, and you have to go from four to three. How it just changes things for you as a coach? Yeah, I mean, we've predominantly been a four-line team. You know, we've our minutes are spread out pretty evenly. Um, there'll be some guys who played more minutes tonight than probably they played all year going three lines most of the night. It was nice to have Jono there to help us uh, eat some minutes throughout the night as well. Not sure what he finished with, probably six or seven, but the minutes he gave us were good ones. Um, it was good to see his compete and battle is still through the roof, still you know, winning races on icing. So it's Jono was completely himself. He wouldn't have thought he wasn't with us the whole year the way he played tonight, which was great. And um, yeah, so, you know, just you worry about maybe having enough in the tank the last 20 minutes of a game when you're playing three lines when you're used to playing four, but there was no nothing nothing but uh, a, a great third for us tonight. John got a great cheer, didn't he, at the start? He was always yeah. going to get that, wasn't he? Of yeah. course. Yeah. He's a legend here, yeah. and it was fun. You know, I think he, he made the room a little bit lighter this morning, and he's been around a little bit, so even the new guys know him a little bit from face mm -hmm. and just having him be around the room once in a while. So it was fun, fun night. Quick word on Matt Greenfield. Um, what he had to do tonight, he did very well, but he's playing so well, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you really can't say enough good things about how he's played um, this year, last year. You know, he just, he, he's hard to beat. And the way we defended tonight made it very, I think he made two really good saves early in that game. Um, but then, you know, we, he, we kept everything pretty perimeter and made things pretty easy for him tonight, I thought. But yeah, just class. Okay, good looking Coventry tomorrow. Thanks. That's head coach uh, Aaron Fox. We'll, uh, Jonathan Firmley's with me at the moment. I'll just do the uh, straightforward thing, Jonah, and just check that all that recorded on the old phone. I think it did. Yes, we're all in business, kid. We're all in business. Um, what a thoroughly enjoyable night. It was, yeah. I mean, we used to see this team sort of running away with that, and it was only because of Weddinger that we didn't. Another goalie, you know, from around the league, and that would have been five, six, seven, eight, nine nil. Um, but Manchester just didn't have the offence to hurt us. They're the lowest scoring team in the league. And once you got in front, it never really looked like we were going to give it up because they just weren't able to generate long spells of pressure. The Steelers could keep the puck in the offensive zone for minutes at a time, and we saw that in the third period. Stone couldn't keep it in for more than 20 or 30 seconds. We're on the Manchester bench at the moment. We'll just make our way across the ice. We'll, we'll explain to you how Jonathan firmly disappointed us tonight 
we've got that still to come. Very disappointed in you, actually, Jonathan. For one thing tonight, we had, we had, we had something. I might have just been yeah, given a preview of that. Though, yeah, 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 we had something all lined up for you. So we're just down, uh, just by the coach's uh, office at the moment. Let's talk about Jonathan Phillips. Mm. Uh, we've known for a few days, and John just wanted it really hush hush on the uh, on the quiet. Um, but he was always going to get a huge reception. He was here. 45 minutes before any other player. Uh, he came this morning and then 45 minutes before. Uh, this fabulous picture I took um, of him just in the room on his own. Yeah. And it was a, it's a, it, it just was a great picture. But what a reception he got tonight. I think fans just appreciate that in an hour of need, he came, he came and rang the bell. It's still his club, really. Um, he's got, you know, he's been here for so long that whenever you started supporting the Steelers, Jonathan Phillips is, has always been a part of your Steelers uh, Steelers fandom really and so and the cheer when he came has, on the ice and the cheer when he got yeah, his first shift. everybody's got so many happy memories and it's just, uh, just always, I mean I see, see him every week for the Steel Dogs and Steel Dogs top point scorer yeah. <laughs> you know he yeah. can still produce at that level and you know he gave the team what they needed tonight which was good minutes also just interrupting you a second have a guess who I've got to take home tonight Andy Dalton you're always welcome here uh, you wouldn't get that reception in some clubs. We'll talk. I won't. I won't forget you. We'll talk about that on the way home. Um, two Danish ladies. They are the social media girls for the Odense Bulldogs. Where Tomo is the uh, oh, right. head coach, and they've been. Was that, that Diffley's old team? Diffley's old team. They've just had a photo on the bench with them as well. There All good stuff. Our post-game podcast. Happy days. Um, nice backside of one of the players as we walk into the dressing room. Um, they all disappeared tonight. Talk to us how you found the four lines, the three lines, and how that might just affect us, if not tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, that was my thinking. We'll get through tonight, but Coventry have got a day off. They played in Cardiff on Friday, so they've been sat And we're supposedly unlucky in Cardiff on Friday. Well, they, they had a lead, um, and the way Cardiff have been playing recently, you know, not many teams are going to go to Cardiff and go a couple up. So I think it was more a case of what are the Steelers going to have left tomorrow. So I would be, a, I'll say concerned, that's probably the wrong word, but... If the Steelers go behind, do they have the energy to fight back against a team that's, you know, they've got three, you know, they've got three players missing as well to GB, so they're short benched, but they're a little bit fresher. So I think having a relatively straightforward third period, which was just all in possession and passing it around, it wasn't really backs to the wall, it need to block a lot of shots. I think that will certainly help the Steelers' cause tomorrow, but. I don't think we're going to go 5 0 up in the first period again. I think it's going to be very different to the last time we went to the Finley Ulrich comes in tomorrow, definitely. He, he comes into the lineup. Aaron's still going to confirm whether Jono plays for the Dogs or plays for us. That's still well, up to well, me. I'm at the Steel Dogs tomorrow, so I'm wanting him to play against Bristol because uh, they're the only team below the Steel Dogs at the moment. The Dogs, the dogs do tonight. It was going to be a tough night for them. They, wasn't it? they lost in Hull to uh, Ulrich's uh, Seahawks. I think it was uh, I think it finished 5, five or 6 3, something like that, I think. Let's just, just quickly just talk about that a second. The Steel Dogs today, their fans, mm-hmm. obviously upset because yeah. no Cooper, no Phillips. I think poor old Jason Hewitt's got COVID. Um, mm. And you can understand that they're upset, can't you? Mm. But this is what's going to happen with, you can call it what you like, you can wrap it up in any way, a farm team. Now, what should happen, of course, is the Steel Dogs go to the Scimitars and pick two lads up from them and mm. give them a shot if it's about development it, it, it's, a, it's a no win well they've got, they've got players at the, that, that you know they can go and get Aiden Dance they can get Michael Daneko and you know they can bolster the roster that way with you know and got young cuts as well that, you know players are usually on the fourth line but can get some minutes but I think you can't be that disappointed in Cooper because he was always kind of signed with, with that in mind 
But I think, you know, it's just a surprise of, I don't think they necessarily thought that Phillips was going to play for the Steelers again. Yeah. And so that was probably one that they were more disappointed in losing rather than the youngsters. The man who sat next to Jonathan Phillips in the dressing room tonight was Marco Valorant. Marco, that was a, a, a good win, but obviously with a few players missing and it was a different kind of lineup tonight, wasn't it? But the boys came through comfortably. Yeah, we just uh, we played a very solid 60 minutes. Uh, I think we played safe and sound. We didn't give him, give him too much. Uh, we didn't cheat offensively to get our goals. We had tons of opportunities and and uh, we created a lot just by uh, play, play, playing and safe and playing simple. Yeah. What yeah. was it like sitting next to the old man again? Oh, it was good. It was good to have him again and be able to uh, to have some banter a little bit. Yeah. We saw uh, at the beginning of the game, we saw Aaron come in and give the pre-game talk. And, and then we saw, am I, am I right, Cole Shuder did the starting lineup on video. Is that right? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh, when we have a winning streak, uh, whoever gave the starting lineup on that streak just keeps it keeps it rolling. So uh, I guess they uh, they gave it a little phone call to shoot, see if we could do something for the boys. Okay, that was lovely. Good looking Coventry tomorrow. Watch out for that guy behind the penalty box. I'm going to see if this could be a uh, if this could be a first. It could be a first. We're on the podcast, Greener. We're on the podcast, and Greener's in the hot tub. <laughs> You should have, like, people... like This should be, like, just milk in this hot tub. <laughs> and there should be people massaging. Don't drop the phone, drop the phone. Hey, congratulations. What a great effort and another super team performance. Yeah, thank you. It was a full team performance. I can't say enough good things about the guys and the way we play team hockey and defense first and just everyone pulling on the rope in the same direction. It's uh, really fun to play behind this group. Yeah. Did you have... You, you made some big saves early on. I think Aaron... We, we, talked about two big saves that you made when we've got so much possession in the other end of the of the ice is it hard for the concentration or yeah i think that's the hardest part about being a goalie in general is um trying to stay focused and stay in it while the boys are rolling on the other end and um obviously you trust everyone and you hope it doesn't happen but your job is to be there and be prepared for when a breakdown comes and um to kind of step up and do your part and Pull your weight. Okay, top man. Enjoy, uh, en- sorry, mate. Enjoy the hot tub, Johnny. You can't get away with it. You can't. He's speaking with Marco now. We. You can't. You can't speak it English. You don't speak in English. You just speak it in Welsh. Um, we always knew it was going to be a, a huge reception, but that's got to feel nice, hasn't it? Yeah, it was really nice. It was. Uh, it was a surprise. It was. I had. Uh, jelly legs for sure it was uh, it was it was weird was it nervous because yeah. you've done it thousands of times but was it ne- yeah I think you know obviously you don't want to make a fool of yourself you know mm. and, and um, coming back to something like this and I think just just how good this team is you, you know you almost didn't want to come in and ruin anything mm-hmm. um, you know you get, you have little things like that in the back of the mind but uh, no it was you know it was it was nice just to come in and help as an extra body Um so yeah, it was you know, obviously it was tough to um, to leave the dogs and, and the dogs so short. But you know, I said to Fox, I'll you know if I'll do whatever is needed, whatever the decision is, and uh, the decision was for me to come here. So yeah, you got the big cheer at the start, but also that first shift as well. The whole place rolled, didn't it? Yeah, I th- the boys were saying I think the biggest sh- uh, biggest cheer for for a hit and pin against the wall. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it was, no, it was nice. It was real good. You've played, obviously, at this level so many times, but having spent the first half of this year at National League level, was there an adjustment to come back to Elite League hockey with the difference in speed in the game? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot faster and, you know, I think the way um, everyone is kind of zoned into their, into their systems is, is not as systematic um, down there. It's a bit more free freewheeling. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, you know, I just made sure I didn't didn't get stuck out there too long and uh, and um, and burnt out, really. So. Hey, top job tonight. Thank well you. done, mate. Well done. Sam, you OK? Yeah. Well done, lad. Well done. Um, also, top job to all our GB boys. They all scored. That was great, wasn't it? Patrick for Dowd and goals for... Did you uh, get a bit confused Shudra. when I went goal? Did the first time, but we, we knew what, the, what was coming. Uh, but yeah, so Shudra scored, Jones scored, Whistle scored, and also Critchlow scored. So Manchester, the player they had missing, uh, also scored. So uh, good night for GB, but uh, they've got Romania next uh, tomorrow, and they've won both of their games as well. So it might be All to play for. All to play for, yeah. It might be they should have too much for Romania, shouldn't they? They, they really should, but... Um, you know, they've also had a pair of big wins uh, against the team that the GB have beaten easily as well. Back to the media room. Let's uh, see if Pete... Yes, Pete is in there. Oh, God, we got a full house. we got a full house. Pete Spencer, BBC Radio Sheffield, your sports leader. Um, yeah, I can hold a note, Hales. I can hold a note. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Great night all round, isn't it? You've got a sore throat? Yeah. Oh, you got I'm... man flu? No, no. no just, just barely got... Not got a voice, so... Which right is, for Jono, wasn't was it? We just spoke to him. Yeah, you've spoke to him. Yeah, I've yeah. spoken to Jono and I've spoken to to Kevin Tansey as well tonight. So great for, I mean that that's intimidation, isn't it? You know the guys that's been your, your the former Steelers captain coming back into the locker room for the one game that you're going to do at home as the as the Steelers captain hopefully this year. So uh, a great night for for Kevin. First time he's won a letter as well. So. You know that that's great for him. I mean, he said in the interview, he doesn't need a letter to lead, but you know what a what a guy to kind of step in into the into the breach and what a goal as well. And what yeah. what a goal, what a deke. You know, um, I, I mean, Aaron was was really impressed by the goal, the little toe drag. He, he went on the bench, did one of the bench photos tonight, and somebody says congratulations on the goal. And he goes, I was just feeling my inner Patrick Watling, <laughs> which I thought was quite good. Yeah, exactly. Great for Watts to get back on the scoreboard as well because he's been finding the iron a, a lot a lot. You know, in recent uh, games, but you know, good for, good for him, good for Tansy. You know, Champini's goal was you know, working down low. Were you know a tough tough goal, so good to get that. Great for Greener to get the the ninth individual shutout of the season as well. Just a great night all round for everyone, really. Give us some numbers on on Greenfield. Where where does he stand in? Like you just said, nine shutouts for the year. Is he getting close to Mustikoff and Lehman? Yeah, he's uh, at this rate. He's about three quarters of a season behind them. Uh, I think it's 16 now. Mustakoff's is 23. What's most in a season? Like uh, 11 Mustakoff's got in a, in the 10-11 uh, season. Gotcha. So uh, I think one of those was shared though. So again, 10 solo. I, if, look, if you've had 58 minutes of a game, I'm, I'm calling it a shutout, even if technically it isn't. Well, you won, you didn't concede any goals. Yeah. And so I, yeah, there's might be a few sort of little minor disagreements on that, but yeah, essentially he's uh, about seven or eight behind... Uh, all time we talk about Kevin Tansley and we do this every year we all talk about our all time Steelers ever you know and when we talk about that I always my go to for a defenceman is Steve Munn he makes every team mm. sometimes the other five change you know because it depends which day of the week it is but that Tansley's right up there with any defenceman we've had here isn't he he is yeah and we can have to soon going back to Greenfield, have the conversation about if there's ever been a better elite league netminder than Greenfield. Because, oh, it's Jody Laban. For not just Sheffield, but Coventry as well. But what more's Greenfield got to do numbers-wise? Yeah. The trophies aren't there yet. 
fingers crossed they will be in a couple of months' time. But, yeah, Tansy is, uh, you know, during lockdown, I don't want to go back into lockdown, but I did enjoy those. All-time Steelers, great teams. Yeah. And if we did but another if one if of those... If we did those now, Tansy makes it, doesn't he? <sighs> Difficult on two thirds of a season, but yeah, you're probably going to have to squeeze him in because the, the body of work is, is so impressive. Through I think we put uh, Lanny Allen in, he had one season, you know. So we, there are been defensemen that have come in for one year, have done well, but yeah. but I think you're like mm. you automatic Mun, but now it's Mun Tansley. Yeah, and, and automatically now you you starting to you know we're into into February now. We're starting to talk about the players that you would bring back for next year. Tansley's, Tansley's right up there for, for me in terms of guys that you have to get back, not just for the fact that he's awesome on the back end, but he just gets it. Like, he just gets what the club's about and he gets the, you know, the, the swagger and all that kind of stuff and, and the winning mentality and he just, it just feels like a, like a stealer, doesn't he, yeah. already? Yes, Dion Darling. Yes, exactly that. Just, it, it seems like it's in his DNA somehow yeah. already. He's not as grumpy as they are, but yeah. If you are. <laughs> if you are, yeah. If you are, yeah. But um, we spoke, uh, Jonathan and I just spoke about the four lines going down to the three lines, and maybe that doesn't affect today, but how it affects tomorrow. I don't know if any of the guys have mentioned anything to you in your interviews with them. Yeah, it's interesting, because I spoke to Kevin earlier in the year about going down to 5D, and he said, actually, I prefer it, because you're a bit more involved in the game, you know, you log in more ice time, so actually you feel a bit more part of it. Um, I know Sam Cooper did get some shifts out there tonight, so it's good to see him involved again. Is he as well. the politest person that God has ever put on the planet? He's he's a top bloke. He's uh, he? he really isn't. He's had a you know he's had six games with Guildford. He's still only really young. There's he's a, a lot pup, of he? he's there's a, a lot of development yeah. to come, but he's got good size. Moves pretty well, um, and I didn't notice him out on the ice, and I thought. That's a really good sign mm -hmm. because when someone's carrying the puck up the ice, you think, oh, that looks... Oh, it's Cooper. Oh, that, that's good. So, you know, he doesn't necessarily get the chance to show off as much with the dogs because they're doing so much defensive yeah. work. He doesn't have to break out very often. Um, but he did a couple of times tonight and I thought, yeah, that's a player who's not overawed by... You know, 8,000 people in the building and uh, a team that's going for a trophy. Yeah, his parents were in there tonight. We spoke about, obviously, the Still Docks fans yeah. are a little bit unhappy tonight because they lose two players. and well, you can three. Lose, well, three, yeah. But then, is that something they're going to get used to? Because over the years to come, that hopefully these young kids coming through, and it won't be a 41-year-old we're taking, it'll be a 21-year-old yeah. we're taking in the future when they've developed a bit. That's... I think that's something that's going to happen more and more. It's something that we've wanted to see, not necessarily taking three out in one night, but actually that development pathway in that if you make it to the dogs, then there's a pathway to the Steelers. And we've always talked about it with, you know, your Jordan Griffins and, you know, obviously the Liam Kirks and Kieran Browns and stuff. And it's kind of, it, you're starting to see that a bit more now that the two clubs are linked by obviously Tony Smith being the same owner and, and things like that. So that transition seems to be a little bit easier. Uh, but going back to Sam, you didn't really notice him, as you mentioned, in the first period. In the third, where actually I was stood behind the plexi, you could see a bit more of that. You know, he wasn't afraid to get in front of the crease and, you know, give a couple of cross checks and clear his men out of the, out of the crease. Encouraging signs, things that I liked, you know, battles hard in the corners. You mentioned the size. He it, it looks, it looks like a really good player, a really good prospect. I, as always, I always have an opposing view to most. So I would actually say to Steel Dogs fans tonight, this is a good thing for the Steel Dogs because this is going to encourage more people to go on to play for the Steel Dogs because then they know they might get noticed and would go to the Steelers. Yeah. And that in turn will help the Steel Dogs. 
down the line, not hinder them. Yeah, I think the Steel Dogs would also like it to work the other way. Yeah. When Brandon Whistle has been out for as long as he has, or as he was earlier in the season, oh, you know, have a rehab game with the Dogs, perhaps, just to ease yourself back into it. But, but you, you know, the Steelers are throwing The, 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 the idea thing end, is that the Steel Dogs as well, then go to the Scimitars. Mm. I was like, who are your two best players? Well, we'll take them. Yeah. And that that surely how and then whoever's below the steel dogs replace the scimitars, replace the scimitars and goes backwards, forwards. Yeah. That's how the 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 wheel works. And it, I would love that to be the case for all clubs across the National League and across the Elite League, <coughs> that you have these partnerships and you have these pairings. Coventry and Milton Keynes should be sharing players all the time and you know, Cardiff and you know, Bristol but the biggest problem, the biggest problem with Coventry and Milton Keynes, or and I don't say it's a problem with mm. those clubs, Milton Keynes is a business on its own, isn't it? Hull mm. is a bit like Ulrich. Mm. Like we would have loved Ulrich here tonight, but Hull is a business on its own. They have to look after their business first. Mm. The big difference is with Sheffield, it's our business. Mm. It's Tony's business. And therefore, we can just take. Mm. And if... The uh, the scimitars were under that same group as well. You could just then take, and then the steel dogs would still be able to ice. That's what they did well tonight. They lost by a couple of goals as well, so they got some young kids battling there. It's one of those in an ideal world. We've seen the model, haven't it? How it works yeah. in America and North America. It's how you'd like to see things work, and logically, it's how I think fans have always thought it should work or could work, but it just hasn't. Because because, of because that self that, that that self interest yeah and now you know we're starting to see the the shoots of that um, and like you said there may be some Steel Dogs fans tonight that aren't happy with the way it worked because obviously they're fans of the Steel Dogs not a fan of the the system as a whole but you know it's like you said it's encouraging signs and you look at players in the past that have been at the Steel Dogs and then they've looked to move on I'm thinking Nathan Ripley. As a prime example, goes to, goes to goes to Coventry. Haywood goes to Glasgow yeah. for goddamn something. Exactly, and yet these players that are just slightly below, that are looking for the next step, and they're looking for that their progression in their careers. And actually, where are they going to get it? Like you said, if you know you've got a pathway to, you know, this year the the top team in the elite league, then that's going to be attractive as well. Do you know? Was it good to have Jono back on the bench? Was there any ribbing? Was there any little bit of funny stuff or anything? No, no, nothing to call. It was very quiet, to be fair. Um, the guys you, got a great, you got a great cheer, didn't you? What was it like being down actually at ice level when he skated out, not only just for the start of the game, but also when he got that first shift? Probably one of the loudest cheers I've ever heard in the building, mm. to be fair. Unbelievable. It was really, really good. Um, the guys were kind of getting behind him on the bench, which was, was hilarious because it was almost like there was a new rookie out there and the guys were cheering him on, not the, what, 50-year-old <laughs> kind of guy with 30 years worth of Steelers experience behind him. But it was a bit surreal seeing him out there, but also really good, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody enjoyed that, didn't they? That was one of the uh, things. Anything else we want to finish off with? Just on, on the bench thing, Aaron was saying how good it was to, to have Jono back up there. And obviously he didn't train with the, with the team at all this week. He's got a full-time job now, just literally came in um, earlier, took part in the team meetings, but he knows the systems. He can come back in, you know, and just almost fall back into what he was used to the last couple of years under Aaron. But Aaron was saying... Um, that the I think the one of the first shifts he did he went in won a battle on the boards um you know blocked a shot and stuff like that and the boys are hooting and hollering mm -hmm. coming back to the bench sort of thing <laughs> as Dean said like that kind of rookie out there so the, that's good to hear as well but um I mean Kevin Tansey was was you know spoke superbly about Jono as well and that 
can't be an easy situation coming back in when, when you've got the C on your chest and knowing a guy with that wealth of experience is coming in. Um, but yeah, it just seemed to, to fit in like a like an old glove, really. Uh, start to finish on uh, with win, with a win tonight. Aaron Fox has now passed Mike Blaisdell to move into second place for most wins by a Steelers coach. And who's first? Uh, Dampier. Dampier. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Most wins for a state. He's, yeah, that's he's exactly. been here a while, though. Yeah, now, yeah. Isn't he? yeah. You forget he's competitive fixtures yeah. only, and we do count the elite, well, I count the elite series in yeah. that. So, depending on what games you do or don't We all count. took the elite series um, very seriously when it was on, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still a bit annoyed we didn't win it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah oh, just, but, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, he's already in third place now on win percentage. Um yeah, it's just uh, the numbers just keep getting better and better for him. Was I the only person in the building tonight rooting for the five flyers? I mean, I know not. No, again. No. What a what a game that must no, have been up there. I'm, not at all. I'm, I desperately wanted the five flyers to win that. Yeah, I, I do feel a bit sad and sorry for what Nottingham have been through, but I don't want them to win that many hockey games. I don't want them to I, win any hockey game. No, <laughs> you know they've you know they've they've had a couple of wins since they've been back. So that's. Uh, I'd rather play face five or Glasgow in. Well, the, we're going to uh, face whoever we face. If you know, hey, we're, we're making some assumptions here. But if it is one versus eight, if it is that, it's in our Sheffield as well. It takes a huge advantage away of playing in this building. So um, I don't know whether it's good or bad. I just remember the last time Nottingham came to this bill, went to our Sheffield, and it didn't. No, never well. happened, Dave. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. We can wipe that out of our memory. Never happened. I've still got scars. <laughs> I've still got scars. That's not bad if you paid your money tonight there and you've seen yeah. 16 goals. So Brilliant. that's pretty good, isn't it? A 9-7 finish. So All good. Okay, Pete, Jonathan, thank you very much. We will be back next week. Remember, we face Guildford. Well, we face Coventry tomorrow uh, down at the Skydome. Guildford, an £8 game on Wednesday. Over 8,200 tickets already sold for that. And a cup final preview. And uh, then we'll see you next Saturday against the Nottingham Panthers. Hope you had a great night with the Sheffield Steelers this evening. Thank you for giving up your time and money. We'll see you soon.